What's going on, guys? My name's Chris. I'm with my co-host, JP Flowen, and thanks again for joining us for another episode of the Success Agent Podcast. Well, we're going to talk about strategies to really help real estate agents sell more homes, and they're going to do so while spending less money and less time to do so, all with just modern business tactics. You know, we're in the 21st century. Let's use it. So you can catch us here live on the Success Agent Facebook page. We're working on every Wednesday. Um, I was pretty sick this week, so today's Friday, and that's how that happened. Um, so you can usually catch us here every Wednesday and you can even catch us on iTunes, Spotify, um, Stitcher. We have several other avenues to find us. Um, if you want to listen on the road or something like that. Um, now last week we talked about strategically farming your area, both geographically and your database, um, and your sphere. But moving forward, we're going to actually talk about really socially building your team. Um, in doing it in a way that's inviting. So let's just start off. I like to, I like contrast. I like black and white. I'm a black and white thinker. Um, let's just start off JP. I'm going to ask you, what's the ultimate horrible, no good way of starting and building a team? <laughs> that's a uber, uber loaded question. <laughs> well, so, give, me, give me like okay, your bullet points. So, so the, the, the worst way of starting a team is just basically just grabbing a bunch of people and then recruit, 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 and recruit, and then hopefully the chips fall where they may. <laughs> right. Leaving it to chance. You know, leaving it to chance, leaving it to, you know, just, you know, the weak, let the strong survive and the weak will work themselves out, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, but really, truly, you know, you want to, create an attraction team. So knowing your stuff, knowing how to structure deals, knowing how to negotiate, knowing how to market, knowing how to position properties and all this kind of stuff. And um, so the, the biggest thing there is, is that um, you want to try to make sure that the people that you are wanting on your team are going to be in a position to where they're adding value, they're team players, they understand your mission, your vision, all that kind of stuff. And so um, the, the thing there is like, you just want to make sure that the, the people that you're recruiting epitomize what it is that you're trying to show the world why you're building a team, what is, what is your mission, what is your, how do people want to view you in a team? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the, the idea behind um, the two different ways to build your team, you know, basically through an interview process, through a disc profile, you want to, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, doing your due diligence. I mean, it's it, bringing team members on your team is like, analyzing a property to flip mm -hmm. you know you want to make sure that the numbers make sense you want to make sure that you know when you're done with that you have a decent finished product i mean these are all yeah. things that um you know make the team function as a team not just a bunch of people that have a header that are all individuals just running around you know what i mean like right and i think that's important you know coming with like coming out with the end in mind um, you know, like you're saying, you're not just like throwing a net out there and hoping you get whatever you get and then say, yo, yeah, I'm going to help you guys. I'm going to provide you some sort of like 
I don't know, some sort, some sort of support and then not follow through. And then you ultimately just have a bunch of people running around with their heads cut off. who really have no affiliation with one another. They don't care about the other person. They actually look at each other as like maybe even competition, which, you know, I mean, yeah, it's, I guess it's like a competitive industry for sure, but not everyone's competition. You can learn a lot off of your competitors just by working together. So yeah, I agree. Like the worst way to go about building a team is not having a plan, not having an idea of what you want it to be. And ultimately coming at it from a selfish standpoint of, you know, I'm going to be the team leader. I'm going to take a cut of everyone's stuff and I'm going to maybe provide them with support here and there. And all I'm focused on is getting more and more people to hopefully make more and more money while everyone else just figures it out for themselves. And like with the advent of all this social technology and obviously, you know, there's ways to be social outside of Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. But with the advent of social media and like this live content that we can create and put right out there from, you know, hundred miles away, you're hundred miles North. Um, there's a really easy way to provide value to people and to do so in a holistic and organic way. It doesn't really require the old mindset of, you know, like, I don't know, like this is a sink or swim environment. Um, you know, obviously real estate is based on self-success. And if you don't have that motivation, that internal drive to make it work, it's not going to work. But it's also not that sink or swim mentality or wolf eat wolf, I guess is what I'm saying. You know, you can really learn a lot from people. And even if you're the top dog, if you're modest enough, you can actually learn a lot from the people below you. Yeah. You know, even if it's things that you shouldn't do, you know, maybe you think you know it, but then someone goes out and do it and you're like, oh shit, you know, I really shouldn't do that, but I kind of do it every once in a while. So yeah, um, the worst way to do it would be to be selfish, to not have a plan and to really come at it as, you know, this is only for me. Everyone else is just going to have to fend for themselves. So transitioning, because I like context or contrast, the best way to build a team in your opinion? Best way to build a team is slow and steady. Yeah. You know, um, because no matter who you bring on your team, you still have to bring value mm -hmm. and you want to be able to um, give a growth mindset into your folks. And that way, you know, the ones that are, that really get it will stay and they will really latch yeah. on to the things that you're saying and the things that you're, you know, the whole overall goal of, of having a, a well-oiled team are going to stay. They're going to not only stay, but they're also going to be an ambassador for your team and they're going to, going to want to attract people as well. Right. Yeah. I, I would say like uh, social recruiting, which we're going to, so we're trying to like split this episode into two different segments. Uh, this first one guys is going to be focused on, um, you know, like the real, I guess like actionable items or ways to really grow the team. But like our next episode is going to be focused on actually like the value you could be providing. So what value looks like to people. Um, and so kind of branching off of what JP is saying in that, you know, start slow, have a plan, Make sure the people you're bringing on are actually nurtured and they get a good feeling about where they are and they know each other. Like they know their, um, I'll just call them comrades. Um, they know their comrades. You know, that's by far the most important part just to creating something that's sustainable. 
Um, because ultimately you're not trying to make a team to just have it go crash and burn. Um, teams are expensive. Technology is expensive. But I think more importantly, the time and the frustration is the most expensive. That's what's going to set you back. I mean, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, you know, one of the things that I would run across is, is that when you have people that are not on board with your vision, yeah. then you, you spend all this time and energy to create content and bring value and they just blow it off because right. they're not bought in. Yeah. You know? And there's several reasons for buying it in, which I'm not going to get into right now, but at the end of the day, like everybody has to be on the same page and you want to try to eliminate as many barriers of entry as humanly possible. And so, um, it took me a while to figure out what that actually looked like, but I feel like I've got a pretty good grasp on it now, um, with where we're at with our team and, and what we're doing and the things we're accomplishing and it, 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 things are looking really, really, really good. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's so important. I mean, I, I would say mission and vision over everything. Mm -hmm. Because you can create all the content and the systems and yeah. all that stuff. But if people are not bought into what it is that you're trying to do, then none of it, all that is done for nothing. Yeah. And so it's really important. And then kind of going back to, um, to, to, uh, to also team building, um, on the platform that we're on, we can build teams outside of our own yes, state. We so <laughs> we can, you know, go to events across the country and, uh -huh get people bought into what it is that we're trying to accomplish. And I think that, um, that's huge because yeah. I mean, real estate is a universal language. I mean, there's different things that are specific to like transactional things, but I mean, in terms of like, you know, there's people, there's houses, there's closings. I mean, all this stuff, <laughs> you know, so people get it. I mean, when you start right. talking real estate, you know, you can talk, I, you know, I just spent four days down in Miami, um, and one of my buddies was down there and he, uh, just a shout out to Chris Donaldson. And, uh, we just, we sat for f the first night we got there, we talked for with about real estate for four hours. I mean, that tells you like, Heck yeah. you know, like it's just one of those things where you may have different lives, you may have different belief systems, you may have different things, but when you, when you come together and you start talking real estate, man, it is, it's like you found your long lost brother or something, <laughs> you know, and you're just like, Oh my God, what a, what a, you just go on and on and on and on and on. And when you're all on the same page, man, it's just, it's, it's a beautiful thing, you uh -huh. know? And so I would say, you know, one of the big takeaways from this is take a look at your platform, take a look at where you, what you're, where you're at and does it allow you to be universal in mm -hmm. what it is that you're trying to accomplish in your real estate career? Sure. You know, um, because if it, if it binds you down to one spot and you can't branch out, if there's not opportunity outside of your local space, you know, you may want to go out there and try to reevaluate things because, um, you know, it's very liberating when you can realize how free you can be in this business, um, yeah. in terms of how you structure, you know, the way you get paid. I mean, honestly, so, right. yeah. Totally. And I love, yeah, I mean, yeah. And kind of speaking about like branching outwards, you know, the possibilities are obviously endless, especially like I mentioned, social technology and just technology in general, software primarily. Um, it's amazing what you can do. Now you kind of mentioned people don't buy in for different reasons. 
And I kind of want to go a little bit deeper into what those reasons are. And uh, you could just give like a high level, you know, what, why do you, like, what's, what's that barrier that people find to really adopting a certain mindset or adopting a vision? You know, what, what are those few barriers that you can just quickly spout out? Um, I think one of the big barriers is that they don't have an entrepreneurial mindset. Yeah. Um, they don't, they don't want to build a business. They want to just build a job. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, because when you're building a team, you know, it's like any team, you know, you have your coach and you got your players and ultimately, you know, you want to go to the championship. And so when everybody that's on your team, you know, if you've got one or two people that don't really care if they go or don't care, then, you know, you're not of like-mindedness. And so then, you know, those people eventually will become toxic and then you got to trade them, dude. Got to trade them. Right. Trade them where they need to get out and they need to retire, you know? And so ultimately, you know, when you have the one goal in mind, which is to get to the big dance, and people are not, you know, on board with that, then you have to, um, you got to decide, do you want them on your team or don't you, you know, are they going to be toxic or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, or is it going to be something where they need remedial training or something where you got to have difficult conversations or you got to do these different things. But I mean, I think big picture wise to have a successful team, you know, everybody has to be on the same path. Mm -hmm. So besides not having an entrepreneur mindset, what else would there be? um, Um, Money. Another one's money. You know, how is the, the, the payment structure set up and is it favorable? Um, The other one is, you know, probably the other one is, um, you know, what have you done for me lately? You know, you know, selfish mindset. And when you have a selfish mindset and it's all about what's in it for me, then, you know, then, there's going to be problems, you know? Yeah. And arguably, you know, everyone's always thinking what's in it for me, but as the team leader, you have to kind of step out of that role and think, okay, what can I provide for you? Right. I mean, it's literally the same, same thought process, same exact thing, but just invert it, you know, take on that role and really harness that power that you just created for yourself. But if you don't harness it properly, it's, it's, it's meaningless, you know? Yeah. It's uh yeah. <clears throat> it's all about providing good content and delivering every single time. Yeah. You know. And in real estate some of this stuff is very very elementary and it's you get beaten over the head with it. But ultimately realtors are poor. They're realtors are good listeners, but they're horrible implementers. Yeah. You know, they can they're really good at talking the game, doing the thing, but they're really poor at implementing. Mm-hmm. You know, and so one of the fine balances that I have is, is I want to do these podcasts. I want to do these trainings. I want to do these coachings. And then I still, you know, right now, and at least where I'm at in my business right now, I still have to buy and sell real estate. But the goal is, is to keep pushing and keep going hard and getting to the point where I can remove myself from the, the day-to-day sales piece and give as much value add to my team as humanly possible. Yeah. So I would say the biggest thing out of all of this, just so we can kind of wrap this up, um, is, you know, as a team leader, you have to kind of, well, not kind of, you have to accept taking on a full-time job that's separate from 
just real estate because you're not just doing real estate. You're also taking on the culture, the nurturing and the cultivation of the agents below you and listening to what they need. I mean, you kind of become like an HR person hearing what they need and then providing that, um, you know, just having an open ear, that's probably more than like 85% of the people in the industry, but you got to go one step further. If you really want to make it to that top tier success and you more importantly, you really want to bring your team with you because again, it's not just about you. It's about your whole team, the whole culture and what you all can do as a collective unit in several different markets. Ultimately, if you can really plan it out right. Yeah. And we ultimately don't want, I mean, not everybody has the mindset of being an entrepreneur or an entrepreneur. <laughs> would enjoy people being intrapreneurs uh-huh. where they're all bought into the, the unifying, yes. you know, mindset and they all are looking towards moving forward together. So yeah. I think that kind of wraps things up. Don't you think? I think it's pretty nice. Nice little finisher right there. So there you go. Cool. cool. All right, JP, how can people get a hold of you? Um, you can get a hold of me at james.fluellen at gmail.com. You can reach me at while homes on Twitter. You can reach me at jfluellen <laughs> on Instagram or you can reach me at JP's real estate page on Facebook, or you can just Google JP Fluellen. I am everywhere and then I'm nowhere. So if you can't, if you're not looking, you're not going to find me. So there you go. Implementation guys. If you want to find him, just go find him. Uh, (laughs) Um, I'm, I guess a little bit harder to find, but not really. If you're watching on our Facebook page, uh, success agent podcast, just ping me right there. I uh, take control of the page and I'll definitely get back to you. Just find my personal page as well. Uh, Chris Parsons, working on my real estate page. Um, So I'm going to have plenty of avenues for you to reach me as well. But I would say the easiest one to do would just be through Facebook or alternatively, you can use my email, chris.successagent at gmail.com. Next week, guys, like I said, we're going to be talking about what value is to people. Um, Really some concrete ideas on the different content that you can create and really customizing it for you and your personality. You know, you don't want to be a robot just spitting out stuff that people have already said. You need to not only adopt it for yourself, but actually teach it in a way that you would want to teach it in a way that you understand. That's the only way it's going to get across properly. Um, Until then guys, we'll see you next Wednesday. All right. See ya. See you later, man. Later.